good afternoon everyone um i always never uh, introduce myself and some people wonder who is that guy who's interviewing people my name is valentine Mwamba, editor at Texim, and today i'm joined by google to see who i've commandeered the name google even without a permission because Google just sounds a lot better. Uh, she's the chief executive and founder of Tumeza, a local uh, logistics startup. How are you, Google? Hey, I'm well. I'm well, Valentine. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming along. Uh, your history with Texan is quite storied because this this would be two years now in, I guess, loose association. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you guys gave me my uh, first. Uh, my very first feature on a publication. So, you know, I, I tend to think of you guys fondly. Oh, that, that's good. Not a lot of people think of us fondly, but like, there's at least one person <laughs> out there. I know, it was because I haven't poked the bear yet, but, you know, I still, I'm still thinking of you guys fondly. Ah, that's great. So, uh, when, back in 2018, you you were a, a guest author. Um, and uh, I think before we get into that, just describe to everyone who's listening who might have forgotten what Tumeza is. Okay. Um, well, over the past three years, guys, um, I'll just give you a heads up. We've significantly uh, pivoted. So right now, um, just in the interest of time, um, in the interest of course, just giving an, an overview. Um, we are a platform that provides immediately accessible we're a platform that provides access to immediately accessible working capital for small-scale transporters. That's it. That's what we're focusing on right now. Mm. And in brief, like, I don't know about mm. the audience, but I am thrown off yeah. with just how bubbly she is in the responses, how brief, how concise it always is. <laughs> you, have to be, you have to get straight to the point, hey? Um, I'm not, I don't like uh, having long-winded uh, speeches where, you know, that person is left wondering, what exactly did she say? What does that mean? And you're like, okay, I don't know if she said yes or no. But yeah, I think it makes sense that way. So when Timiza started, I was reading your article. Um, and, you know, it, it started from necessity, as, as all things are in Zimbabwe. It's yeah. something, a need in, in that, that, that arises. And yours um, was your grandmother who needed medicine urgently. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, um I recently come back, uh, typical diaspora kid. I left Zim back um, when I was 12. I forget where she is. Yes, I am that old. Um, so I went through my, I spent my formative years in Namibia, you know, primary school, high school, uh, college, my first job, um, and my first startup day. So I, after co-founding it and, you know, running it for a couple of years, I decided to exit and come back home because I was optimistic about Zimbabwe's future as most diasporans were uh, in 2018. So, uh, you know, you come back home, uh, you're trying to figure out what exactly it is that you can do because while you have an idea of how you can contribute, most of us who come back don't really know what to do. So uh, as what usually happens, you know, the youngest, I was the youngest person in the house, that meant that I was a general dog body, you know. If anything meant, uh, if anything needed moving, oh, Google's there, you know, oh, is anyone at home, Google's there. So um, during a particular incident like that, I needed to get some pills um, to my grandma. So um, my first option, you know, was going to uh, one of the tra- traditional logistics operators to say, hey, guys, I just need to get the stuff um, to this particular village. You know, it's not that far, 150 k's away. And uh, the fact that they went even able, sorry, uh, guys, I, I work close to the depot, so you, you're going to be a lot of trucks. <laughs> um, yeah, getting back to it, the fact that they couldn't even get, um, you know, within uh, a 50k radius of um, 
of my karma's place was 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 an eye opener for me. I remember I remember like I went around like looking on the second page about six of them just trying to figure out if anyone could assist. And the current last resort was going to the buses. And uh, fortunately for me, that particular day, the buses weren't even running. So I was stuck. Um, and that's how Chimaza was born. Because my rationale was, if I'm struggling to move something, it's just, you know, a small package of about 500 kgs. What about a large enterprise that's trying to get three tons of goods to that particular place? What if I don't have a truck? How, is it? how exactly am I going to get you know, those goods to that place? Mm. And that's how Chimaza was born. Yeah, it's like all Zimbabwean stories are out of necessity and it's always when your back's against the wall and you need something done immediately exactly. and then you have to push exactly. and you you didn't, you know, bleat and moan. Like, you know, you just say, yeah, you know, we need to do something about this and immediately. And here we are. Um, and I say here we are because the importance of this conversation is because Tumeza was selected as a finalist for the Telesol Group and uh, Africa Startup Bootcamp finalists for the well, Accelerator. So it's, uh, I think, prize money or prizes are valued at 750,000. So clearly people are seeing the work you're doing and they're like, oh, these guys have the right idea. Um, yeah, but uh, in, the, in the interest of honesty, guys, uh, we've been fundraising for, for literally the past nine months, right? Because uh, um, the business model that we had uh, been applying for funding for uh, was um, the one that we have kind of become known for over the past um, couple of years, which is um, connecting small-scale transporters with large-scale enterprises that need to move their goods. So we're acting as, a, as an aggregator between them, those transporters and enterprises. Uh, you know, on paper, the model looks good. Uh, and uh, we thought that we're on the right path because, you know, we're clients, uh, we're working with large enterprises such as Pick and Pay Zimbabwe. And, you know, within the greater African continent, there are large players such as Cobo360, that have similar business models. And as you can see, you know, they are scale. That means that there is some, definitely something to it there. Mm. But, you know, when you get out there and you're actually trying to raise funds, right, um, the naivety quickly wears off because, you know, the range of uh, answers um, can run the gauntlet from, you know, to tell you honest, someone tells you that I'm not interested in this model. I don't mm. think they're the right person to run this model and I don't see this going anywhere. Or to, you know, the patronizing where someone just says, oh, you know, I'm sure you'll get fun, funding soon. And you're like, but that's why I'm reaching out to you because you're the guy with the money. What do you mean I'm sure you'll get money soon? That's, that's not helping you in any way. I do this for nine months. I need cash. So it's like after one of those uh, situations, like we're like, okay, um, clearly we're doing something wrong. Um, let's go back to the drawing board. Um, and that's how you know, the, the new trimester came about because we realized that we ourselves had been struggling um, with providing access to, with, with, with getting access to, to loans to just service our short-term needs. So, you know, you'd get a client that, you know, most of these large um, enterprises operate on a credit basis, you know, who provide a service for them, they pay you uh, within 30 days, um, 10 days if, you know, you've got your, if you've got your things in order. Mm. So, you know, you'd go to your bank and be like, guys, I just need like a short-term loan. I just need just like, you know, 5K. I just need to service this loan and I'll pay immediately afterwards, you know. The funds are running through my account. And because you don't have collateral, you know, it's uh, you're not even given the time of day. I remember feeling so angry at my bank that, you know, I was moved from pillar to post as if my money wasn't moving through their, inter- their, their bank account. I was, so, I was so pissed off. I was like, this can't be nice. <laughs> So, you know, 
after going back to the drawing board when a cookie were going through a similar issue, you know, we've got some of the small scale transporters, you know, that um, even though they are getting their loads from, you know, they're getting their loads off platform, they're calling us, um, asking us to borrow their money because they need to service, you know, loads and uh, they're getting paid after the fact. Mm. So we're like, okay, clearly there's something to this. Um, we did a quick, um, a quick dry run. Um, we connected 20, about 20 of these um, transporters to a microfinance here just to test if, you know, there was something to that particular model. And I'm clear to, to say that we met some measure of success and, um, with with the startup bootcamp, we're not going to take that particular uh, that particular assumption and skeleton, and now uh, look towards scaling it as fast as possible. Yeah, fantastic. So you pivoted from one to the other again, necessity driving, you know. The, exactly. The, yeah. yeah, and that's that's basically what Zimbabwe is. And I keep saying, like, I think it's the third time I've said it, but it's 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 so exactly. so good to see. Okay, it's not good because like struggle is never a good thing, but it's the only place where you learn. Like you're never going to learn from, from comfort. Um, and, and I love the fact that you said, you know what, we, we had to go back to the drawing board. There was no two ways about it and identifying a need immediately or well, in my head, like I, I don't have the time scale you, like you, you experience, but in my head is like from one thing to another, but then identifying the need and then moving with that need and best of all yeah, getting yeah. recognition for it. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, that's great because, um, you, you, you get tired as an entrepreneur uh, sometimes when you're slogging away at something and, you know, there doesn't seem to be any reaction at all from the market, you know. Mm. So you're getting clients here and there, um, you know, you seem to be growing your, 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 your client book. But then if there's no recognition from people that you need resources um, to grow, it, it can be extremely disheartening. It's it's a real blow to not only the ego but your self confidence, I, I think. So, as much as um as things may look rosy from the outside, because you know I've had so many people come up to me, and, oh my god, you guys are doing well, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> it's only you. And you. <laughs> we are sitting in flames, but you don't need to know that. Flames left, right, and center, but uh, you know. Having that validation from external sources is always an awesome thing as a startup, always. Definitely. So you break down the model for me, the new one, where, where it's financing small-scale operators. You explained that, um, yeah. you know, um, they, they're like, okay, my, my, my example of this is my experience with supermarkets. So unbeknownst yeah. to many people, I used to be a, I used to deliver vegetables to supermarkets. So you're in a situation where it was not, it was painful. Like farming is just a, yeah. I know. know. It looks looks so sexy. Okay, maybe from lack of a better word, because it's like, you know, you grow something, you get paid immediately, and you're working with the earth. But, um, you know, we've also dabbled with grocery deliveries. Really? The timelines are horrible. Yeah, we did small-scale deliveries once upon a time, right? Like in the early stages of Chimeza, we're doing um, deliveries for for farmers, uh, taking their goods to, to market. So, you know, when someone tells you that they'll be up at three o'clock so that you can deliver at four, you're like, wow, <laughs> wow, this, this can't be life. Yeah, yeah, okay, go on. So, you know, you, you go to the to the shop um, and the first they suss you out. They're like, oh, let's let's give us a sample and you give them a sample and it's exactly. all good. Yes. They're like, you know what, let, let's, we'll take, um, at the time I had a thousand bundles of, of, um, of spinach. So there's three deliveries. Mm. So the one place was cash on delivery. They were like, yeah, you know what? We'll give you a cash right there and then. I won't, I, I won't say how that relationship came about because, um, yeah, it was pretty interesting. The next two places <laughs> were major chains. 
So the okay yeah. bond marché is so pretty much the same thing. And they'll be like, you know, we'll pay you in, in 15 to 30 days. So in that time, you've spent money on fuel, you spent money exactly. on imports, on labor, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I've got running expenses I need to meet. But you're, gonna, but you're like, you guys are a shop, you get money every day. So like how in, in terms of, of, of P2P, how have you been able to approach um, small-scale operators uh, how are you able to meet those needs? Like, what, 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 what are, how, first of all, I think the first question should be, how do they get in touch with yep. you to, to start up? Okay, so, okay, that's, that's the problem that we're actually looking to solve, right? It's that cash flow crunch that mm-hmm. um, small scale operators are facing because um, I think it's a, it's a need that's uniform across all the board if you're a small scale operator. It doesn't mean that um, regardless of you, you know, being in farming, regardless of you being in transport, if you're a short, um, short, um, a small scale operator, you are going to face those, uh, those short term crunches. So, um, the way that we're approaching the business model, right, is, um, we realize that a lot of the traditional, uh, financing opportunities are backed by collateral. Uh, and, uh, not only the youth are the ones that would have collateral, but most small scale business owners do not have collateral that is, uh, traditional. So that's namely, you know, immovable property. I don't know how many of us actually hold, uh, you know, deeds to our houses and are actually comfortable, you know, putting up the deeds to your house because it's just the one property that you own. It's not a, you know, it's not your office space that you're like, you know, it's for my business. It makes sense. So our approach is to utilize operational data. Um, this kind of approach, you know, we've been working with small scale transporters before. Um, we've been, we had been providing them with loads. So we knew how these guys um, operated and behaved in terms of, um, in terms of getting paid, um, if the person is, let's say, um, generating um, 5,000 US dollars uh, worth of uh, loads a month, and then on aggregate, you know, that maybe 50% of these loads are uh, on a 50 basis. So that's 50% on loading, 50% upon offloading. And then maybe 30% is uh, immediately on delivery. And then maybe let's say that other 20% is. Uh, uh, after delivery, now that's that short-term delivery part. That's where now you know they start feeling the short-term crunches because mm-hmm. things can happen in the interim. You know, um, especially if you're a small-scale transporter, if your truck um, has um, some issues, not alone the same transit, but before you can even service the load, that effectively means that you cannot operate as a business. Like mm-hmm. you, so you immediately feel that loss of your vehicle. Because, um, you know, the margins for transport um, are actually quite tight as well, you know. Um, mm. I'm only surprised when someone says, you know, I'm just going to get a truck and I'm going I'm to get it up and running and I'm going to make money. And I'm like, guy, uh, it's not as simple <laughs> as it looks because um, your operational expenses can really be overwhelming. Um, you know, before you even get your truck on the road, you have to look at things such as your, do you have insurance for your vehicle, uh, what uh, customer demographic are you servicing? If you're servicing the larger guys, definitely you need some transit insurance of a certain amount. That means that your premiums are also quite high. Are you paying them yearly? If you're paying them yearly, that means that you're giving up funds that, you know, if you don't operate within that year, those funds are gone. It's like your insurance company. Like, oh, no, that's fine. You know, you didn't operate here, your money back. Nah. They're like, oh, okay. Seems like a you problem, sis. Uh, we'll <laughs> see you next year. You know, and you're left holding the perch. That's even before you get a driver or anything. So, you know, uh, we're extremely um, aware of those issues that these guys are facing that um, even if they were to get a load and the person is saying that I'm paying immediately after delivery, 
the fact that he still needs to pay for fuel, you know, to get to where he's going to deliver, is can be a real source of worry for these guys because, uh, uh, you know, the bank's out of the question that he leaves uh, family or friends and, and some other sources of financing. That uh, sometimes as transporters, you know, as a business person, uh, it can be really... I don't want to use the word dehumanizing, but it can be disheartening. I think that's the right word where you know you're forever borrowing money from family and friends to meet your business needs. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm like, okay, Valentine, can you borrow me a K uh, to move this load? I'll pay you off the delivery. What mm-hmm. happens if after delivery, the client can't be found? Or, you know, let's say they're a large-scale enterprise. You're told, oh, no, the, the FD hasn't signed this one little section. We can't release the payment. Mm-hmm. Me coming back to you, Valentine, saying, hey, guy, I can't meet the short term. Um, you know, uh, our short-term obligation, it sours that relationship. And um, in terms of the social aspects as well, you don't want to seem as a person that does not have their things, you know, things together. It can be, it can be disheartening. So I get the rationale behind uh, why we do some of the things that we do sometimes as small-scale operators. So I really believe that our solution through, you know, utilizing the operational data from what they've been doing before, we're then able to give them access to financiers um, of a certain amount. Um, then uh, having agreements where we're like, okay, um, these are the loans that you say you have coming up. You're going to pay us within uh, within those timelines and uh, within these interest rates. Uh, and then if you have more loans based on the money that we're giving you, of course, we'll then increase um, the credit. You have less loans, uh, we'll decrease your credit because, you know, we don't want to burden you with money that, um, you don't need that you're going to be tempted to pay for something else. Mm. Interesting. So it kind of meets the shortfalls because um, I can imagine if, if your facility was there when I was a, a vegetable seller, I would not have left it because exactly. I yeah. had something you to cover that crunch. Yeah, you wouldn't have felt that crunch because you could uh, you would have been able to budget in advance to say, okay, um, if let's say I've got a running uh, credit balance of a thousand, I can afford to maybe give um, X supermarkets uh, X amount of um, tomatoes. Sorry, I forgot what you're delivering. Um, they say X amount of tomatoes without, you know, having to get into the rate. You know, I can meet that interest rate as well as um, survive until I get paid. So, you know, you really start operating as a credible business that has actual operational data versus um, an actual footprint of where your money is going and where it's coming from. Because we're going to be like, hey, you're going to need to track where your money is going and where it's coming from so that we can give you more. So also as a small business, you know, this also opens up many other opportunities for you because now you've got, you know, that that financial footprint that is a small scale operator, you may have, but may not quite be as credible um, to other players within that market. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to imagine that, you know, if, if, if the credit system in Zimbabwe worked, um your, your your startup basically gives that person a credit score. Um, yeah. It also formalizes businesses because when uh, I know a couple of small scale transport operators and they got into it trying to jump onto the housing boom that was happening in the late yeah, thousands, exactly. 2000s. Yeah. Like I know yeah. we just transport river sand, pit sand, bricks. I'm like, yeah. well, first of all, have you gotten the, the, the vehicle inside in Zimbabwe? No. Second of all, have you um, the insurance? No. Okay. Third of all, have you, do you know the state of the vehicle to know how long you'll need up until this next service? Do you get service uh, service records, service history? Yeah. Like that. So it's super complicated. And even if you dive into it blind as you, as you do now, and if you can manage the money well, it looks like to me it's kind of like where you need to be. And which, which begs the, the question exactly. is, um, are you um, 
uh, quote unquote a microfinance institution or do you or in part or do you um are you a mediator between the operators and um finance institutions uh, we are definitely not a microfinance institution. <laughs> I'd like to reiterate, we are not a microfinance. <laughs> we are not. Um, we just provide access to these transporters to, uh, to, to financiers. So um, the, the, the goal is to have a large family of, um, of capital providers who themselves have the, have the applicable uh, operational requirements. So if, let's say, one, one financing house says that... Um, um, this is the kind of credible data that we're looking to, to accept because, you know, there are some institutions that um, accepted the collateral, that accept operational data as collateral. Now, the thing is, the onus is on you as, to, as the transporter to form that your, 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 your data is credible. So, you know, those are the, the, the enterprises that we're targeting where we're just facilitating the movement of the funds um, from the financing house itself to, to the transporter. So the contract is between the transporter and that particular financing house, which to me suggests acting as a platform that um, ensures quick access um, for, for both of these parties to, you know, to interact without having to go through, you know, those confusing channels of um, who exactly is friendly to me right now. Um, are these guys even willing to give me, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 an ear to just listen to what I'm saying, um, as well as also for financiers, it can be quite hard to be able to find a demographic that you can trust um, to pay back the money. Because I'm sure I can just be like, oh no, Google looks trustworthy, but if there's not data to back it up, it can be quite difficult to deploy that capital that you're sitting on. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you if you have money, right, and you've got the the right uh, operational background, please reach out to us. We're definitely looking for financing partners as well. Um, trying to make your life easier so that you know you can access more of uh, more more clients. Interesting. You, you you mentioned that I like what you mentioned. You said uh, some financing houses and institutions don't know the demographic to look for. Um, yeah. So it so does to me as a act as a guarantor of sorts to be like we've kind of vetted this person. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. the question should be: Do, do you vet the people that you're uh, beyond the, yeah. the 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 operational data? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll vet them, uh, you know, um, through our previous business model, we've become really uh, comfortable or I wouldn't say comfortable, but let's say experience with going through the vetting processes because um, you need to ensure that um, the transporter that you that you are entrusting the goods to is one that is going to deliver and has got the, you know, the right background in terms of paperwork as well as um, operational abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so sure, you know, we'll go through that process, but then also as a, as a, as a last as a last fail-safe, um, we use um, these uh, transporters' vehicles as a last um, as a last uh, guarantee. So it's kind of a fail-safe to ensure that the person that is borrowing the money should, you know, we go through every other avenue and we're able to, you know, recover those funds. Um, there is an opportunity for you to recover those funds by um, getting access to that transporters' vehicle. But then um, this for us is um, is the last term resort because uh, we we try to really, um, communicate it to the transporter that it's in your best interest to ensure that you give us as much data as possible, as well as uh, adhere to your stipulated um, repayment uh, repayment periods. Because if you know you you don't you don't adhere to what you say you do, first of all we're going to cut your credit off, right? That means that you've gone back to square one. You no longer have anyone to borrow money from, aside from you know the people that you you're accessing funds from. As well as the fact that now there's that risk that um, 
what you have been building all along is going to come to a standstill because you can no longer quickly borrow money to say you get a loan today and say, okay, no, guys, um, I need to draw down on a K uh, so that I service this loan tomorrow. That, that's forever out of your reach. So we found that, you know, that conversation about having that truck, um, have it, sure, right? Um, but the truckers that we have been communicating with really understand that it's in their best interest um, to, to idea to the um, agreements that we have in place. But to, in order to um, to 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 lessen the risk um, for financiers, we do um, also have a stipulation that your that the transporters trucks um, act as a last term um, form of guarantee for them as well. And I'm sorry, I have to ask, but it's like, has someone ever like run away <laughs> and be like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to skip town? Not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I think it's a, you look at it this way, the cost of literally starting over is just, it's, it's too much. It's too much because you also look at the amount of money that you borrow. It's mm-hmm. like a bank robber stealing, uh, let's say, a thousand US dollars and then deciding to move to South Africa. Bam. It's okay. What are you going to do with okay? You know, yeah. well, got, now now we have to get Interpol on your on your on your on you, and then it's all for okay. The cost benefit just just doesn't make sense. Um, so I would say that we have not gone through such a particular situation, but uh, we are we are ready to uh, to deal with such a situation to arise. I will not say how, but we are. Ready. <laughs> so I'm guessing that it'll be a case of like obviously credit blacklisting of that person if they did decide to run away and obviously, you know, notifying any of the links that you have in the, in the fleet and logistics industry, um, you know, or anyone needing, you know, anyone within your circles that you've worked with that this person owes X amount if, if they're not caught. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are post- yeah, high risk. Yeah, high flight risk. risk. We don't want to fight with the, we don't want to hire a flight risk because I'm like, okay, Google says that Valentine ran away with a K. Mm-hmm. What's stopping Valentine from running away with a mail that is moving? Because you know that doubt, that doubt is now planted in everyone's heads about mm. you as a transporter. And um, what we really don't realize is that the logistics space is tiny. Uh, mm. When you get to a certain point, everyone knows each other. So I can get a call um, asking me to vouch for someone. And if I've had a bad experience, best believe that person is going to be like, ah, Valentine, hey. I mean, you can do it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's on you. It's on you. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, you know, by the time I'm ha- I hang out, I'm like, eh, okay, put Valentine as a, let me not do it. Yeah. And it, it, like you said, it's a small space. And when yeah. with small spaces, trust is a massive thing. Um, yeah, because when, they, when, when, when someone, even if your direct competitors doesn't vouch for someone, they are literally saying, yeah, you know, what, at your own risk, but I, 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 I exactly. wouldn't do it. You know, so it's, 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 a, exactly. it's a trust game on, on so many levels. The operator wants this to work out for them. They want a, a level of sustenance. And for you guys, you want be, to be able to be the intermediary between that, which then brings me to my, Actually, to my next question. How does Tumeza make its money? Well, uh, you know, like any other uh, platform or any other entity that um, that facilitates um, these activities, we enact um, a small commission um, for facilitating every transaction on the platform. So um, it's a negligible sum that uh, that you, you know, as uh, as the financier, will not will not um, will not uh, really notice it is there but you won't really notice it because you know you've got volumes on your side mm. okay mm. 
So how, since you said the word negligible, I'm wondering how would that allow you to scale up? I know you, you said you were looking for funding for nine months, but in terms yep. of long-term business-wise, um, how are you going to scale up off of the, 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 the commissions? Or is that, you know, just part of other things going on? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's definitely a greater, uh, a greater, a greater plan in play here. Um, so that's one of the one of the that's one of the several revenue models that we have in play. Um, I'm not quite comfortable discussing them as yet because mm. they're still on a on a secrets. on a on a better secrets, but you know better testing, better testing because ah, okay. there's no point in saying, oh, this is how we're doing something, mm, only true. for you to quickly realize that uh, you know our trends aren't quite reacting as mm. well as I thought they might be, or you know, you discount something only to realize that you're like, oh, no, it's fine. You know, we don't care. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You can do it. So, you know, I said that, you know, well, this is a, this business model is quite fresh. Um, we're still, you know, testing it, adapting it, just trying to pump it into a fully working, uh, into a fully um, fledged platform. But um, as from um, September onwards, you know, it's definitely going to be a platform that the general public can also access and then you can test it for yourself. Um, to see how it works. Um, I think in the interest of making sure that everyone has access, we're also just going to send you the link uh, once it's up and running, just awesome. so that you know you can test it out and you know see for yourself. Oh, fantastic! I'll definitely, I'll, I'll I'll do a review, a very scathing review, so we're no longer in good books. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'll send my people. I'll send my people. Oh, will they be witches? Will they be thugs? Who knows? But there'll be people. Okay, now no, no, I'm definitely afraid. So, <laughs> so the the whole uh, accelerator thing—it's not your first rodeo. Like, um, Tumeza is no. very, very experienced when it comes to accelerators and incubators. In 2018, it was the Tony LM Melu Foundation. I always can never say his name. In 2019, yeah. it was Youth Connect UNDP Zimbabwe Regional Winner. In 2019, yeah. it was the Academy of Women Entrepreneurs. You're an alumni. And in 2020, last year, um, you were in the fifth class of Google Startups for Africa accelerator and now it's just another feather in your cap so you've got so much experience with this because um i think it was a couple of weeks ago i was talking to the other finalist uh tafazwa from dawa health and this was kind of their first experience uh, with it um they've been to events before but this was the kind of sort of you know um one of the first uh, accelerated experiences you've been around this for a while now so yeah like have you gone eyes wide open um you know i'm gonna absorb as much as i can or you're like i kind of get how this works and you know maybe (laughs) No, I think it's, it's actually the other way around. Uh, you know, um, I would say this. Um, every accelerator and every incubator has got a space in which it's relevant to your startup um, timeline, you know. If you're extremely um, early stage, right, uh, an incubator makes sense for you. Like, like the TF was really helpful for us um, because, you know, we're starting over in a new country, in a new industry uh, because you know my previous startup was in a completely different industry so you know um, I was at that stage where I was asking similarly uh, to what Google to the Google of 2020 right now 2021 right now mm. Google's 2018's questions in hindsight were very stupid you know like how do I do this how do I register this um, what contracts do I need to have in place you know those are the answers you need to ask and you know the were they were unique, uniquely at the time equipped to be able to answer those questions for me because, you know, I didn't start at anything. Uh, I was getting the very, very foundation um, foundations going. Um, same thing with the disconnect, you know. Um, you're now looking to, to validate your, your, your current VP for that business model. You're not looking to scale across uh, no Zim. Um, 
know, the, um, the partners that are also associated with that program are ones that you're like, okay, they can definitely benefit my startup at this particular stage. Let me take advantage of the opportunity. Um, same thing with, you know, Google for Startups, we've been around for a while, and we're now heavily integrating um, data utilization into our platform. So they really came in, you know, um, strongly on that end, and they could um, give in significant, um, significant value, you know. And then now with SBC, the fact that, you know, you've, you, you've essentially pivoted, um, you're building a new business model on top of a carcass that, uh, you know, had kind of um, had kind of a run. So you're not starting from scratch. You know how, how certain processes have to be set in place, or rather certain processes are already in place. Uh, you know, you already have some of your transporters, you've got experience in how this people interact, you've got experience in how to deploy certain contracts, how to talk to certain people. You already have um, industry connections, so it's now just adjusting uh, your, your current driven your current model that you're now looking to 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 validate and scale um, to what you to what you had before. So I say that startup bootcamp is really uniquely positioned um, in that particular instance where it's literally a bootcamp. Um, they literally tear your business apart uh, and test all your assumptions. So you know if Valentine says. If um, XYZ, if I go to XYZ supermarkets and I say I've got tomatoes, they'll be like, hey, and they'll give me 10 pound for them. They'll challenge that assumption, like, did you go to XYZ supermarkets and ask them? And they're like, no, but this is what other people are doing. They're like, no, but the very fact that you didn't go and test it means that uh, maybe you'll go there and they'll be like, no, fam, you know, that was for Google. That was a Google agreement. We don't know you. You know, for you, it's eight bucks. That means that, you know, your revenue model is out of whack. Maybe you know your margins were, you know, 10 bucks sale and you've got uh, $9.50 operating costs. So if you're saying seven bucks, that means that you've made a loss. You know, it, it saves you a lot of time in deploying, uh, in deploying models that might not work for your particular, for your particular business as opposed to just, you know, uh, deploying something and hoping that it works. So I would say that uh, every accelerator has been really useful for whatever stage uh, we've been in. Because uh, you know, we you wouldn't even get into a bootcamp if you didn't have some form of um, of um, of traction. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like oh no, we've got an idea. It's you've got an idea, you've tested it out, you've got some learnings. Um, this is how I plan to scale it, and then the last is going forward. Fantastic. So it's already started, I'm guessing, because the announcement said the second of July. Yes, yes, yes. It started. Uh, we're in the thick of it. Uh, so we're in the thick of it up until the up until the thirtieth of September. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, have you had a chance to kind of, besides the, the mentors and the masterclasses, have you been able to connect with other startups in Africa, the finalists that made it to kind of like see what they're doing and, you know, learn a few things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they've got really awesome, really, really awesome guys that are doing great things. Like, you know, it's nice um, getting out there and interacting with other startups because um, you tend to forget that, uh, you know, you're not the center of the universe. You know, not mm-hmm. everything is about to me. <laughs> the other guys do way more interesting things. Like, oh, dang, you know, wow. So, okay, superhuman brains. But uh, just off the top of my mind, you know, um, guys such as Dower World, um, Dower Health, you know, um, their solution for, for you know, mothers is awesome. Guys such as Motito, um, insurance for, for retailers within that space, uh, you know. Um, so there's a, there's a theme where, you understand what people are doing and you understand how their experiences have been made slightly different to you, mostly because of um, the stage of where they're at, uh, where they're located. So 
uh, you can forego some of the mistakes that you would have made if you just, you know, have a short conversation. Because it's like, oh, okay, you know, I see that you guys have gone into the stage. How, how exactly did you approach this particular uh, problem? Can you maybe just give me a heads up about what you expect? Or, hey, I'm looking, I'm thinking of getting to this market. Uh, I've seen that you got into this market and left it. Uh, any reason why, you know? If you didn't have those connections, you wouldn't be able to ask those questions that can that could avert disaster for you. I think that's how I'm approaching it. Very open-minded, to be honest, because I think if I was in a room, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm battle-hardened from 2008 to 2015 <laughs> in Zimbabwe. I've seen it all. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing you can show me. I'm just joking. But I, I find it fantastic that, you know, um, African startups can then, you know, kind of be each other's mirror. To be like, yeah, ah, yeah. your distortions in your market are really, really, really weird. I find it fascinating. Um, let's just, you know, share experiences. And, you know, like you said, it could avert disaster. It could actually, you know, help either one branch out into another area or even improve exactly. efficiencies in certain departments. I, exactly. I, I love that fact. Exactly. And looking at the fact that, you know, there have been um, a lot of startup um collaborations taking place think of the past quarter right i don't know how many startups have been announcing partnerships like oh xyz is partnered with xyz because i know you know uh tix africa and nigeria recently partnered with kuda bank so that's one of the that's just one of the guys that you know i think there was a recent announcement that's the one that's off the top of my head so you start thinking that um in order to gain as much market track as much market traction as possible why not partner with someone who, let's say, might be in a different field but is on your level so you can join resources to get the maximum benefit as opposed to doing it by yourself? You know, you don't need to share trade secrets, actually. You know, mm. the saying of, uh, okay, I forgot the saying, but two is better than one. I wanted to seem <laughs> clever, but I forgot. <laughs> so. I think I know the Shona for that one. Yeah. One thing I can't crystallize. Yes, that one. Yes, that's one. I should note it. Yes, exactly. It was a collaboration and, and working together. And I'm glad to see this Bob and Startup ecosystem doing really, really well. Um, yeah. Because over 2021, uh, I think Farmart was, was one of the biggest. Um, the Health Prize Foundation gave them 100 grand. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turnbull and Bulawayo um, also got uh, from the Harvard uh, President program. So it's it's buzzing. And, and I feel like we're at a wet. Like we're, we're, we're nearing, I don't want to use the, the term critical mass, but we're getting to the point where we're going to keep seeing more and more and more and more and more of the Bob and startups emerging exactly. and being a serious, serious player. Um, like Kenya and Nigeria, you know, where, you know, venture capital funding, be it international and domestic is coming to Zimbabwe. And I also wish that, you know, the, I don't want to speak ill, but the government could actually, you know, shed a light, some recognition to be like, yeah, the youth have kind of, they kind of get what they're doing now. We kind of were in an awkward phase for a while, but we're, we're taking things by the reins because you never know where a company, especially like Tomeza, could, could be in, in five, ten years. It's- yeah, I think that's where now, I don't think it's um, that's a particular problem that's, um, that's unique to Zim. I think it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uniform for, for Africa. You know, you get a lot of startups that, you know, identify as, let's say, in Zimbabwe, but they're, they're HQ'd elsewhere, you know. Mm. I'll give an example, Jumia. Jumia is um, operational in Kenya, Nigeria, but their HQ is in Germany. That mm. tells you a lot. That tells mm. you a lot. That um, at the end of the day, you know, um, startups are not NGOs. We, mm. we don't work for free. Uh, we go where, um, you know, 
we can get the maximum benefit for startups in order to not only survive but thrive. So um, I've also seen, you know, recently uh, a large exodus of startups, you know, visiting for Kunam pastures because they're following the capital. They're just following the capital. So, you know, the question like, oh, you know what, operationalism and SA, but I'm HQ in, uh, in, um, in London. That tells you something. That, that literally tells you something. So um, I think we can't wait for recognition because, you know, um, we may wait forever. And that recognition really should not be what you base your business model on or, you know, um, the reason to keep waking up in the morning to push your vision. It will not come. If it comes, you know, uh, I could explain, hey, I could explain, um, I could explain, uh, you know, like that example where you go to a business kind of dinner and you know, it's like, oh my God, you guys have been doing so good, you're killing it. And then, you know, everyone gets, gets into their car and drives away. Meanwhile, you're going to the combi, right? To get into a combi, to go back home to your house with empty food. That's, that's exactly what accolade is. If you're not pushing your own hustle, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, true that. So we'll yeah. wait and see, but uh, until then, just do what's best for you. We will see what happens in front. That's great. Uh... Google, thank you very much for, for joining me um, and wishing you all the very best for this. I want to say arduous, but I think you've got this um, uh, <laughs> this journey that that, that, that you're on uh, with, with, with the boot camp. Uh, and we, we look forward to hearing from you when you're back, uh, well, back figuratively, as when it's completed and everything's, you know, um, you've, you've got a clear way forward. Awesome, awesome. No, thank you so much, guys. It's always nice to talk to people uh, that are not just, you know, within your immediate circles. Um, I enjoyed this and hopefully you guys will um, invite me back again soon. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you everyone for listening and I'll see you very, very soon.